Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am Matt Rashavi, and welcome to Not Good in Title and Quality. Uh, yeah, so second week, we did it, guys. We did a you know, second week in a row not being canceled. Uh, some would argue that uh, podcasts are virtually impossible to be canceled. And to that, I say, uh, I will find a way. Um, but anyways, yeah, so second week, uh, welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling uh, Why. Um, yeah, so anyways, we're going to kick off the show and go right into reviews. Let's do some movie reviews. Uh, we got a bunch to whip through here. Mainly, I go through a ton of horror movies every week, and this week is no exception. But two that I want to talk off right off the bat, um, one, you know, is Mississippi Burning, which is this movie that I'd always wanted to see. And it's, uh, you know, definitely not a break from the racial unrest that we're experiencing in our country right now. And the movie, you know, deals with that um, and did this. I think it was this movie was in the 80s. Um, But yeah, so it's definitely not a break from what we're currently dealing with, but it's very intense and it's a it's a good watch. And Willem Dafoe. And Gene Hackman are police detectives in it, and amazing performances. Super intense, um, and I don't want to spoil too much of it. You'll find out, too, that um, depending on the movie and my mood is really when I'll you know, decide to spoil something. <laughs> but uh, but um, what I can say is this is a great movie and one that's worth being checked out. Uh, another one, too, is Wild Card, The Downfall of a Radio Loudmouth. This uh, just came out on HBO. This is about Craig Carton, who's a radio DJ. Uh, he had a show with Boomer uh, Siason, and uh, they had a show for 10 years, and nobody knew that this guy, Craig, had this horrible gambling addiction. And at a certain point, lost $30 million, or I think that was cumulative. So that's crazy. An intense, um, insane story. Um, so definitely check that one out um, as well. And uh, going from there into my usual horror collection, uh, Black Christmas I saw. And so, yeah, so speaking of spoiler alerts, this one um, I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, so Carrie Elway, you see him in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. You're like, huh, he seems out of place. He's probably the bad guy. Yeah, he's the total villain in it. Um, you can actually skip this one, I feel like. Um, Black Christmas. Uh, so Bob Clark did the original. I'll give this movie... One out of six uh, Bob Clarks. It's all, you know, it's decent to see, but you can definitely, you can miss this one. Um, also, the, they're playing a ton on the cable channels is uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I love the books when I was a kid, and I'm going to be a little harsh on this one too. So Guillermo del Toro is uh, the executive producer on this, and so I got to give it zero out of eight Guillermo's. Yeah, not uh, not a fan. It was like they took, they made a watered down version of Final Destination, and that's what this was. PG thirteen, very light, but uh, yeah. So there you go. And that Mortuary Collection is another one. Uh, this is on Shutter. This one I can highly recommend. This is a great movie. It says Clancy Brown. He produced it and is the main star in it. A uh, bunch of short stories. Definitely worth your time. Check that one out. Um, two other movies that I saw, 30 Miles from Nowhere and Lake Bodum. 30 Miles from Nowhere, more like 30 minutes away from a perfect movie in length. <laughs> kind of a wordy joke, but uh, but basically, uh, yeah, it's uh, 90 minutes, but it definitely feels like 90 years. So, um, you know, 
Rob Benedict is a great actor. He's in it. He's worth seeing it, but otherwise, you can kind of skip that one too. Lake Bodum, that I was just saying, B O D O M, more like Lake Boredom, huh? Sorry, <laughs> these are just. I had to do a couple of cheesy jokes, but this is actually a really good movie. And um, yeah, it's about uh, you know, it starts off as like young kids in high school, and then it it in going um, deep into the woods to be isolated. Great setting for a horror movie. And then it takes all these twists and turns. And this one I won't spoil because this one is a great one to watch and uh, discover on your own. All right, so now we're going to make our way to some random news of the week, starting off with, let's see, where should we start? Okay, so listen, we've all been in that situation, and I'm not saying this is exactly what happened, but where you go to a restaurant, having a great time, but then you get that bill, and you're like, whoa, this, these are not the prices I was thinking um, was going to happen. And then you have to decide, you know, what's the next move? Well, this person... Uh, decided it was time to do a little D and D, little dine and dash. Um, so yeah, this happened in where is this? Was this British Columbia, I believe? Yeah, British Columbia. So basically, she decides to bail. She goes to the restroom and she hightails it up through the ceiling and um, realizes that's the only way she can get out. Goes through the ceiling, which is right above the cooks and the chefs. They hear some crazy rolling around, and uh, they freak out. They talk to their managers, and they call the police, and uh, they show up and film the entire thing as, right as they showed up and started filming, she falls through the ceiling. <laughs> and now this happened months ago, but they're releasing it now uh, because they said that we could all use a, you know something to laugh at, <laughs> basically, because we're having such a tough time with everything that's going on. Um, but yeah, which is just really crazy. I mean, she hits the ground hard. I uh, I don't want to say I highly recommend checking this video out, but um, it's definitely worth a chuckle. Also, somebody showed me this website of kids getting hurt, this Instagram page, and it's just kids wiping out. And it's it's I feel awful, but it is super funny. Uh, it's basically funniest home videos. Um, but uh, yeah, so they decided to post it. The RCMP decided to post it um, at the end of October, months after the incident. They said to bring levity to the world. So there you go. Um, yeah, and then uh, going from there to our next random news story, which is uh, this company figured out, so we can't move, we're all in lockdown. So they're offering a way that you can travel to different places without leaving your own home. You just do it through sleeping. Um, and so they came up with ways, and they say using scientifically proven techniques known as dream incubation and lucid dreaming, you can decide what you want to dream about and where you want to go in your dream. And there you go. The rest is, is, the, is what will happen. Now, this totally reeked to me of, uh, oh, this is just a total scam. <laughs> right? Like, hey, yeah, this is just one low price of uh, $8,000 in cash. And there you go. We'll give you all the uh, tips and techniques. But then I looked further and it's actually all free. So I was like, oh, now I feel 
like an a-hole for even thinking like that. So you can go onto the Love Home Swap website and uh, find out how to do this, and they'll give you the the tips and tricks and see if it works for you. Uh, Final random news story is, for all the people that have always wanted to smell like uh, books, now you can. Uh, Powell Bookstore up in Portland, Oregon, is offering a fragrance that smells just like that. Just uh, musty, wet pages and paper. Um, They kind of put it in a more... um, elegant sounding way but uh, I feel like I actually already smell like that because of the amount of comic books that I read but I don't know no one's ever told me to to take a shower so I guess I'm doing alright Alright, so now let's move to the advice section of the podcast. Uh, this one, ha- there's been some very interesting um, advice questions that have come up online. Um, again, if you want to send in any questions, feel free to send it in to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. Um, right now, because uh, we're just starting the show, we're just pulling random stuff from, from online, uh, including this one, which is a couple that they've done this thing where if their kids do chores, then, um, you know, they get money. If they don't do their chores, they owe money, right? And so this kid basically is heavy, heavy in the hole and in debt with his parents. And a grandparent wrote in to this uh, advice column and was wondering, she apparently sent the kid um, a gift for his birthday but the parents just took the whole gift because he was so much in debt. They gave the the took the lion's share of that gift and ended up only giving him like you know a few bucks. <laughs> and so it was kind of harsh. And there, you know, the grandparents wondering should she be upset by that, and should it be two separate things? I kind of at first was like, well, that is a little harsh, um, but it's also like you know, it's a couple things. You know, one, it's just like, you know, it could be a good lesson for that kid. Um, and and they could learn a lot from that, especially seeing like, oh, they had this lump sum and now it's dwindled down to just a couple bucks because I didn't, you know, do what my chores were and I didn't, you know, do what my obligations were. So that could be a huge life lesson. And the other thing, too, is that, um, you know, I feel like the only reason to have kids is that so they can do the chores for you? You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm actually, I fully support this. And um, yeah, I think that there's, uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? And sometimes those lessons that hurt the most, those are the ones that you carry with you. So uh, another question that came up was uh, family goes and during the wintertime, they get, have this vacation spot somewhere warm. And they're noticing that all their family and friends just drop in to their spot and it ends up eating all their vacation time. They want to know what to do. This one is an easy one, I feel like. And I feel like, you know, being an outsider in these advice columns and stuff like that and seeing a lot of questions, I feel like so many of the problems can be answered just by uh, being vocal and being able to communicate with one another. I think you just got to tell them, you guys are eating up all of our alone time and we really need it, especially during these COVID times. 
And uh, listen, if they don't see that and understand that, then then I don't know. Kick them, kick them to the curb. Um, no, but uh, but I think you know any reasonable person would be able to understand and see that that's that that's a good reason. Uh, one couple wrote in also that they don't feel attractive during COVID. And uh, this woman was saying that her husband in particular, you know, he barely showers. <laughs> and uh, this goes back to, you know, he probably smells like books big time. Um, and uh, sometimes he won't shave for weeks at a time. This is another one of those things where, you know, the big thing was she never talked to him about that, though. And I think you do have to. It's a tough thing to approach, but you have to just say, listen, I need you to, you know, semi clean up every once in a while. And have fun with it. You know, do it in like a joking way. And maybe you guys can do, I've read and seen people do like fake dates and spice it up there where they're still in their restaurant, in their um, kitchen, but they're make pretend and make believe like it's a, uh, you know, new fancy restaurant. Um, so there you go. That might, might be able to help things. Let's go to some some, <laughs> some TV reviews. Um, let's start with the Haunting of Bly Manor. So this is a you know sequel, second season of the Netflix show Haunting of Hill House. Um, and this one, it has a lot of the same cast members playing different parts, and um, it's a good show. Uh, it's nine episodes, and it's getting to that point for me right now where it's kind of feeling like a chore. Um, I'm on episode, I think, I think I just finished six. So I've got three left. Um, the cast is great. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to give up on it. But the the first season seemed to be more intense. Like every episode had two or three scares that were so crazy and so good. Um, and this one isn't, uh, isn't that. But, uh, but I did notice that like, you know, it had this like kind of slump in the middle. And then the last episode that I watched did have some pretty intense parts. So, you know, it could could fully redeem itself. And speaking of that, The Mandalorian, I had the same issue where I think it was four or five. I was like, eh, I'm not feeling it. And I know, you know, Disney's like, who cares? <laughs> like uh, quadrillions of people. That, that's a number. Um, love this show. You know what I mean? But uh, But for me, I was just like... Four, episode four or five, I don't know which one it was, but it felt like an episode of Hercules, you know, that Kevin Sorbo masterpiece, um, that TV show from the 90s, uh, which is actually great. But it just felt like that. It felt like a different tone. Uh, but then I watched the episode after it recently, and I'm back in. So I finished up season one, and I'm heading into season two. So I'm fully, fully back on board. Uh, another good show to check out is The Third Day, finished up its full season run on HBO. That's with Jude Law. He's a, a guy that he ends up helping someone in need. And to bring this kid back to her home, he has to go to an island. And then um, he ends up not being able to escape escape from this island. Um, yeah, so it's very much like 
what's that uh, wicker man like that um and this is exactly why two things one i don't help people and two even before covid i would never want to travel uh, especially to an island so there you go it just further solidifies that but yeah good show really creepy um kind of bordering on horror tv show um definitely check that one out uh good lord bird is an awesome show on showtime this is about abolitionist john brown uh great performance by ethan hawk um great performances by everybody um cannot recommend that show enough um uh, And then I seem to be watching a bunch of shows that are, um, you know, almost like shows that are made for grandparents. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe that's unfair to say. But Bosch and Goliath are two of some of my favorite shows. I love them. um, But I just feel like they definitely weren't maybe made for me. Like Bosch is kind of the slow burn detective show. And I love it. Those are the episodes that, unlike The Bly Manor, I just burn through them immediately. Like I could watch a full season in a day and a half. Um, and, and I guess that's more what I wanted from Bly Manor, but, uh, but who knows? Like I said, I could turn around. Uh, there you go. That is the TV reviews for this week. So now the checking in segment of the show. Um, Yeah. So like I said earlier, this is the second week of the podcast. Um, And it's funny. I had friends that I'd seen their posts before. And this is I feel like it's a common thing, too, because everyone has a podcast. There's so many out there. Such a saturation of of podcasts. I saw somebody's post where it was just like, wow, there are so many unique voices out on podcasts. (laughs) And, you know, it's super sarcastic. And it's like, you know, because so many people think that they're super interesting well full confession i'm not interesting and i know that you know what i mean but um but uh but yeah i mean that's just that's just how it is and so but you know i talked about that last week it's more this podcast is just something that's fun for me to do um but uh but yeah and speaking of something else that could have been fun but uh ended up ended up not doing it i spoke with somebody recently about working on a show that I was super stoked about working on. Um, but ended up due to time and working on a, another project. I couldn't work on it. And this was working with the one and only Mr. Jerry Springer. <laughs> so it was the show judge Jerry. So I don't know if you knew that he had a judge show. It's been on for a few seasons. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I talked to a couple of people about working on that show and I was pumped for that, for that opportunity. Cause I grew up watching Jerry Springer show and all the craziness that surrounded that. I mean, you know, during one of our phone calls too, I just wanted to be like, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. I'm sure they heard that a bunch and they'd just be like, it'd be total silence. And I'd be like, um, and it'd be like, you know, like, like the show, right? Like, you know, Jerry, 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 <coughs> And then awkwardly try to dig my way out of that one. Um, but yeah, that show was crazy. That was the first realization that somebody could actually, you know, be in a relationship 
but then also be dating their cousins and at the same time having an affair with a horse. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was some of the craziest storylines and most scarring TV. I feel like I need therapy after watching an episode of that. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was pumped and bummed that it didn't work out. And one of the things I thought was super funny was, so it was a judge show, you know, so he's the judge and this guy, when he's kind of, you know, telling me the whole show and what my kind of role on it would be and he was like, you know, you'll be interacting a lot with the, uh, you know, the defendants. And then you'll also be interacting with the, um, with the, uh, uh, What's the other side called? That's what he asked me. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, you work for the show. And uh, you were like, oh, defendants. And then what? what's the other uh, What's the other side? And I'm just like, oh, plaintiffs? <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. It was like, oh, I guess the Jerry Springer show is not the most up to date on their legal terms. And I know what it actually is, is like, and I've done this a million times too. It's more, you have like a brain fart, you know, you're, cause you're talking to somebody and I've done it a bunch, even on the show where it's just like, you'll say the wrong thing or you'll just like kind of have like a mental block and freeze up almost of like, what is, what am I trying to say? And I know that that's, that's really more what it was. Um, but it was definitely kind of funny in, in that moment. But, um, but yeah, so there you go. That's one of those things. I try not to live my life with regrets, but uh, not being able to work on that show is is definitely one of them. Now let's move to some comic books. So last week I had a full stack of comic books and I was like, all right, cool. I'm pumped to you know, tell you all about a bunch of books that I'm reading. And I got to three of them. <laughs> so I was like, huh, I uh, barely, barely made a dent. So I'm going to try to uh, whip through a bunch of them in a short time. Uh, so let's see the big Halloween, 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 Halloween issues. Um, that came out that uh, I know we're past the season, but there are still some good issues that you could check out. And one is the DC Doomed and the Damned. So it's all the DC um, heroes in short stories. And so there's, I think, like 10 tales that are in there that are super awesome. Great issue to check out. Uh, Grim Tales of Terror is something that's similar to a bunch of short stories, anthology. And that's their Halloween special. That's awesome. Uh, Stranger Things did a Halloween issue that's great to check out, and it all deals with the Child Eater of Hawkins, so highly recommend that. Um, another uh, Stranger Things, I do like those comic books, and they just came out with a um, dungeon, uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons tie-in uh, that's four issues, and they, I just read issue one today, and so that's pretty good. So uh, Nerd Alert, check those out. Um, Phantom Starkiller is this... Uh, um, intergalactic bounty hunter um a criminal that was uh kind of super made with some powerful genes to bring him back to life as this phantom star killer uh that one's pretty cool and a good one to check out uh stillwater is this awesome horror comic that is about a town where people live forever i was thinking about it, that kind of sounds like an ideal situation but you know that the wrong people would make it into that town. You know what I mean? Like it would be the bully that would harass you on Facebook all the time. 
and still harasses you. Harasses you in high school and Facebook now. Calls you stinky pants for Shavi. Just me? All right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's a good issue to check out, or a good series, Stillwater. And uh, Scumbag is a great series, too, that just came out. And there's a lot of, uh, I guess, up-in-arms <laughs> fans, just uh, upset comic book nerds like myself, that uh, the title character, who is the main scumbag, is supposed to be the worst person in the world. And uh, he ends up not seeming as bad, and that's what people's complaints are. And it's like, well, you can also you got to look at it from the writer's perspective. You can't come up with someone that's like, seriously the worst person in the world because then there'd be no redeemable qualities to them. Um, that's just my thoughts on it. You can't fully alienate your uh, your um, your fan base right off in issue one. Um, well, there you go. So that's a bunch there. I got a, got a stack of issues next to me. Uh, one is Cold Dead Hands, and that's about a guy who happens to lose both hands right at the same time when a pair of magical hands is um, falls out of a uh, vehicle that gets uh, that is part of a um, highway crash, so great timing on that one. <laughs> Cold Dead Hands is awesome. That's uh, written by Garrett Gunn, um, and that's from Source Point Press. Highly recommend that issue um, and that series. That's only three issues. Um, Lords of Misery is a uh, new series coming out, and they have a prelude called La Diabla. And I love this issue so much. This is one of my favorite comics. The way they introduce this character of La Diabla is by hearing it from four different people, and it's four different accounts of her origin story. And I just thought that was a very interesting and different way of doing it. Uh, From Marvel, Wolverine's Black, White, and Blood issue just came out. Um the first issue in the series, and that one is definitely worth checking out if you're a Wolverine fan and a Marvel fan. Uh, that Texas Blood is a great series um, created by Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips, and uh, that's on issue number five right now as I record this. What's cool about that is every issue at the end has this little barcode that you can scan, and uh, they have a playlist that's meant to go along with each issue. So it's kind of cool to see, oh, this is what they're thinking of uh, while, you know, something crazy happens in the story. Another one, um, Crossover is awesome. This is written by Donnie Cates. Donnie Cates is kind of the big guy and has been the big guy in comic books for the last couple of years. Uh, wrote a great um, installments of uh, Venom and Cosmic Ghost Rider and um, uh, what is it? God Country is an awesome, awesome book that uh, you should check out as well as a great introduction to Donnie Cates. That was comic books for the week, and that was the podcast for the week. So thanks for sticking with us and not canceling us. Uh, maybe I spoke too soon. Uh, but anyways, if you want to reach out to us, 
uh, please feel free to do so at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. And uh, also, yeah, special thanks to our intro and outro music, which is provided by the Unis, great band. And also the music that you hear throughout the episode is Nalo. And so check them out. They're a great, great band. And uh, yeah, so check out their music. And until then, we will see you guys in another week. I love you.